Welcome to another episode of Lower Room. Um, here in the studio with Anna and I, we have Crystal Welt uh, with us. We're going to be talking about um, what is prayer. Um, so we're just going to start with our basic introductions like, like usual. So Chris, tell us who you are, what you do, and then I'm going to give you a, a funny question. Okay, sounds good, Blake. Um, I uh, work day-to-day at Ozark Christian College and direct the Intercultural Studies Department and uh, teach in the classroom and engage a lot of different activities related to our Intercultural Studies program. Intercultural Studies, of course, is related to missions and going to other cultures and bringing bringing the kingdom to those places. I'm also an elder here at College Heights and have been for a long time. Um, I've been around College Heights many years, and Carol and I were missionaries many years ago to the country of Chile, and so nosotros hablamos español, you know, we speak a little Spanish, and uh, uh, so, yeah, and I love college students, and and hope you guys know that, but <laughs> but I, uh, uh, I'm grateful for the place I have right now in my life. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Also, so there's this um, long standing joke apparently that people people think sometimes they get you confused with the holy spirit oh dear. so um <laughs> little, i don't know a little borderline sacrilegious. yeah so uh, how, do you, how do you feel about that what's well what i feel you? about that about like i feel when the students type on my papers i turn them in and because of typing christian <laughs> christ, and, and jesus christ and things like that so many times your fingers become trained and so chris <laughs> often turns into christ uh, yes. christ do well and that makes me really uncomfortable <laughs> and so um yeah yeah but uh you started marking off a lot of points exactly please don't do that but uh no, I enjoy working with students, and it's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so my, my funny question is going to be, if you had to form a, uh, a, a superhero squad, <laughs> and you could only use, you had to pick two people off of Ozark's faculty to join you, <laughs> who would it be? Oh, it would probably be... Uh, Probably be Damien and Wade. I mean, you know, those, mm. those would seem to fit. Wade could be... Uh, um, you know, I I love the X Men, and so you know, <laughs> I just always liked the X Men, and uh, in particular, you know, the, what's the role Patrick Stewart plays in the X Men? Uh, oh, uh, P- Professor X. Wait, is yeah, that Professor, Patrick Stewart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Professor yeah. X. Uh, that's yeah, his name. To me, that's kind of weighty. He sort of looks like Patrick Stewart a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, He's bald. And then Damien would be the <laughs> the guy with the. Uh, you know, the they had the X ray or not the X ray but oh, the, the laser beam laser beam coming out vision. of his head. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I can see Damien doing that. Yeah. So Who would you be then? Oh, well I don't know. I like the guy that that uh, quotes a lot of scripture and <laughs> and is from uh, Transylvania I think. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Transports himself here and there. But uh, yeah. I would have pegged you as Wolverine, so, oh, you know, I'm just <laughs> no, I've actually yeah, I've never seen the X-Men, so. Oh, oh well, hey. Oh, I actually read them as comic books when I was a kid. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so it's like, whoa, I like comic book movies, but 
That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, we're just going to jump right in. <laughs> yeah, let's go from that to prayer. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're just going to go from... <laughs> Maybe we need to. Next to prayer. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to start at the 10,000-foot uh, the view, mm-hmm. just the, the bird's eye view here, which is asking like the really big question, what what is prayer? Um, is prayer just asking God for things? Is it... Um, yeah, like what... Could you just give us like a... A definition of what is prayer exactly? (laughs) Well, exactly I can't, but uh, (laughs) I can comment on it, especially as uh, God himself um, came up with the whole idea of prayer and and of communication itself. Um, Prayer is, to me, is the breath of... uh, the breath of, a, of the created being, you know, was, as the created being was made to know God and to, uh, and to worship and appreciate God for who He is. And the incredible thing about prayer is that God designed us so that we can communicate with Him. He designed us for communication with one another, obviously, and the miracle of language and the miracle of thought and the miracle of all that goes into that, which is unique. Uh, I don't know how anyone could have come up with that, but God did. And so then he brings that over into how we relate not only to one another, but how we relate to him. And uh, he made us for this uh, to be able to speak with him. I think of, you know, the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve walking in the garden and the description is given there of walking in the cool of the day with with the, with the Creator God. Yeah. What that was, you know, is crazy to think about because we're not in the garden anymore, and uh, and in a way we've been struck blind and and almost as it were uh, unable to perceive the spirit world in the same way as we once could, but. Uh, What is taking place with prayer is a spiritual activity. You know, to be a human being is to be both body and spirit. It's Mm -hmm. not to just be body and it's not just to be spirit. It's both united into one thing that God made, which is human. And human, to be a human being, um, means that we have a spiritual dimension to us that many, you know, as many people ignore and other people make everything. And, uh, the prayer aspect of that, I think, is a recognition and part of the spiritual dimension of who we are, how we were created. And then God gives us this out, not just an outlet, but a, a means by which we interact with the divine. Um, you know, if you look at it simply from a physiological perspective or a, a material perspective, better said, it might seem implausible. Yeah. Is anything really happening? Uh, why why do you believe that this is true? And the reason I believe it's true is because A, he said it was, and B, you know, Jesus came out of the tomb, and, and a lot of other reasons. But a really interesting aspect of prayer is that it exists in virtually every culture. Mm-hmm. About the only culture prayer does not exist in is the hyper state of Western civilization where man has, so to speak, uh, tried to shed himself of any need for anything beyond himself. And so if you find yourself in that position, you think, well, I don't need anything, and that's not, I can't see it, I can't quantify it, I can't touch it, 
so it must not be real. But every other culture, I mean, just come with me to Asia, Africa, Latin America, or, you know, many other places, and you will see people attempting to reach out to God. It's like Paul said in Mars Hill, you know, we mm-hmm. reach out to him, and he's not far from any of us. Mm-hmm. So there's something there, you know, and people know it. They, the reason they know it is not necessarily because they arrived at it logically. Oh, A plus B equals C. Yeah. So I'm going to pray. It's, it's, it's more of, the, of how you were actually created. There's something in you that drives you in that direction. Mm-hmm. I think it's Imago Dei, but uh, I mean, uh, you know, the image of God and man. Let us make man in our image. The big thing about prayer is the Trinity. The Trinity was made to communicate with itself. It's weird to think about, but it's true. And so Imago Dei in us is a part of that in a sense. We are made to communicate, and uh, it's how we were designed. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, I don't know, yeah, semi-philosophical, theological way of looking at it, but I think it's really important. Yeah. that's A couple of weeks ago, we um, had Alec Ward and um, mm-hmm. Josh Huckabee on to talk about worship, and... Um, some of the like driving things behind worship are similar to I think some of yes. the driving things behind prayer that yes. yeah, um, something within us like in our nature want like in the case of worship like we 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 just can't help but worship it's like mm-hmm. within our nature to worship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's interesting that you're saying um, a similar thing with prayer like we can't help but reach out for something mm-hmm. beyond us it's just like we're yeah. propelled in that direction yeah, and the, the worship-prayer connection is huge. I mean, when you think about, you know, traditionally when we think about worship, we think about, you know, musical expression, and we know it's way more than that, of course. But in much of what we sing when we're worshiping in the, in the musical side of things, much of that is prayer. I mean, I'd say 80% or more, if not almost, I mean, very rarely are we singing things about you know, our, um, well, let me put it a different way. Often what we are singing is worship, is praise, is directed toward God, is thanksgiving, is petition, it's, it's recognition of who He is, it's prayer. Yeah. And uh, in my own personal worship, if you will, we call it personal worship, a big component of personal worship is where I'm literally talking to God, mm-hmm. Yeah. And listening to God and experiencing God at some level uh, in, with intentionally. But uh, when we sing or when we listen to songs, it's prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's actually, I wasn't planning on asking this at all. I don't think we really talked about this. But what, like, would you be able, could you, like, articulate, do you think, in your mind, like, the difference between worship and prayer? Um, I would say prayer is a part of worship. Worship's a much broader cat, or is a broader category uh, than only prayer. Uh, worship is what we were made to do. Uh, worship is how you know we respond to God, and uh, when we see God, we worship. You know, you see that in the epiphanies in Scripture mm-hmm. uh, when God appears. Yeah. Um, Man worships, and uh, and so um, yeah, I think like okay, so when every knee bows and every tongue confesses Jesus, when 
the physical eye, or let's say the human eye, physical, spiritual eye of man beholds the Son of God, you know, seated on the throne like Isaiah, um, what's, what's going to come out of his mouth? Is it, is it prayer? Is it worship? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah. And uh, in fact, the Isaiah 6 passage is awesome because uh, he says, I am a man of unclean lips. I live among a people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the King, you know, the Lord. And he's, he's literally confessing in prayer to God because he's seen God. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's such a, prayer and worship. I you know I see them as significantly overlapping, um, if not prayer can completely contained in worship. So yeah. yeah, you talked about a little bit in the beginning, like when talking about how prayer is interacting with mm-hmm. the divine. You, you talked about like the scene that we see in Genesis when mm-hmm. uh, they're just walking with in God mm-hmm. in the cool of the garden. And I think so often, like we view that as something that we're going to get back to, mm-hmm. like when when New Earth comes, mm-hmm. um, and like that's because of like what you talked about, like we're mm-hmm. like we've um, how do you put it, like we've kind of received a blindness or not received a we're blindness, struck but blind. we're struck blind by yeah. by the fall. Mm-hmm. How does that? Um, how does that look today? Like what are we what are we up against? Like why don't why can't we just walk with God in the cool of the garden? Well, uh, in a sense, we can uh, because of because of Christ, because of the blood of Jesus cleansing us from all unrighteousness, because, you know, all those things that have happened uh, when we are in Christ. Um, and, but we do it by faith because we, the physical peace is not yet in place. Mm-hmm. That will happen at the resurrection. That will happen when, when we are made whole. Uh, and so what we see, as Paul said, we see in part, and uh, we do not see, we see it as in a mirror dimly. We, we can perceive it, and we know it's there, and sometimes it's like right there, and sometimes it's, it seems really distant. Yeah. I always think of, some, well, a mental image that's come to me many times in prayer is, is vertical blinds, you know, that like on the other side of the vertical blinds is this, you know, this incredible white, white presence of God, throne or whatever, however you think about that. And sometimes the blinds are turned a little bit and like the light shines through a lot more and if you have this sense of there's a lot more here and sometimes they're like flat, you know, yeah. not much is happening and it seems it seems very distant, but nothing is any different really. Mm-hmm. The, the, the blinds are our, our perception, often governed by our circumstance or things that happen to us. And incidentally, I might add to that, when the blinds are a little bit more open, it's usually in the time of difficulty. Yeah. So times I like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm desperate for you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that changes things. That's why, that's why trials are a blessing, even though we have a hard time seeing them that way. Mm. That's good. Yeah. That's true. So like, you would say... Like uh, the the base like level of what prayer is is mm-hmm. is interacting, um, like with the divine. But like mm-hmm. we see throughout Scripture, that there's a lot of different kinds of mm-hmm. prayers. There's a lot of different mm-hmm. ways. Like sometimes people are asking God for things, and sometimes mm-hmm. um, they're just like crying out to God, mm-hmm. or sometimes like they're just praising God. How would you 
what would you say like are the different kinds of prayers that we could um, engage in? Yeah, yeah, engage in. Yeah. Well, um, I follow a little pattern, you know, uh, that I I think I can see in Scripture fairly clearly that that starts with adoration. Is A C T I P is the acronym. Mm-hmm. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, intercession, and petition, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's a little pattern I always kind of have stamped in my brain when I'm when I'm talking with the Lord. It doesn't mean it has to always be that way. I'm definitely not, you know, you can pray anytime about anything. But when I am giving myself time for prayer, um, I'm usually thinking in that those categories. And I start with adoration because I think that is the first thing that a, a human will do when uh, when we contemplate God, when we when we, however dimly, we see him for who he is, um, adoration should come out of our mouth or out of our heart. And, uh, you know, he's, I do this mental imagery thing sometimes in prayer, like imagining kneeling on a marble floor and there's this high arching, you know, ceiling up over me, yeah. gothic-like almost, and up there somewhere is this, is this shining presence Described in Ezekiel, you know, as a sapphire throne. Mm-hmm. Um, Ezekiel saw things, you know. But uh, the uh, sometimes I imagine that, and then sometimes I imagine sitting at a dining room table with my dad, who was a good dad. You know, no dad's perfect human dad, but he was a good father, and we could we talk about things at times and. I have this clear image in my mind of their dining area in the kitchen kind of tucked in the corner and the, the lamp hanging down and the, ta- the table that was kind of, I think it was Formica, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'd drink coffee and talk about things. Yeah, that's Sometimes I think about prayer like that. Mm-hmm. And as I've commented before, sometimes I'll think about both of those images in the same prayer because that's kind of how it is. Uh, yeah. But... Anyway, getting back to your question, adoration, uh, confession, I found is one that's often lacking in our prayers because we don't like to admit we have need and uh, or the need we have is like God do something about this instead of the, the need I have to more perfectly or try to align myself with your character. You know, that's always going to lead to confession. I think a really important principle about prayer is the the why of it, and I know we're coming to that, but the why of it has to do with gaining what I would call congruency with God. You know, like, this isn't about God, me aligning you with my heart, my wishes, my thoughts, but it's about me aligning myself with you, you bringing myself into congruency. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, it's like, okay, I am now who I was made to be. Never, and we, we keep moving because life moves us, circumstance moves us, we move us, you know. God does not move. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the illustration of the, of the, sea, of the captain of the battleship, you know, who said, or uh, was, you know, captain of the battleship's accustomed to having everybody on his ship do what he says. And so uh, when, they, when he's on the, on the bridge this, at this particular time, I think this is kind of an urban legend, but I like the story anyway. <laughs> but uh, he's on the bridge, and uh, the the uh, the signal guy that's there says, "Captain, there's a light, you know, on the starboard bow." And he said, 
You said send a message and ask, you know, or you said first you ask, is it is it moving or is it is it stationary? And he said it's stationary, sir, and that meant they were on a collision course. And so the captain tells the the uh, sailor, he said, well, send a message, you know, and tell them to correct their course 20 degrees west. And so the, the uh, sailor sends that message, you know, with the flashing lights they do, and uh, he's, the message comes back from the from the the other. Uh, the other ship that says you change your course 20 degrees east and the captain didn't like that at all it's like what the heck you know <laughs> you can't say that i said so he texts he has him send another message says, we are a battleship you know you correct your course 20 20 degrees uh, west and the message comes back and, and he said and i'm a captain <laughs> and the message comes back and says i am a second class seaman but you correct your course 20 degrees in the other direction and the captain says, send this message. We are a battleship, and we will not change our course. And the message that comes back is, we are a lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> so the captain changed course. You yeah. know? Well, that means like an illustration of what I'm talking about. You know, it's like, okay, is prayer about me getting God to do, bring himself into alignment with what I need? Or is it about me bringing myself in alignment to what he has designed me to be? Mm. Yeah. And that's a big mental shift because a lot of times uh, we look at prayer as like, I, I got, you know, I got this big long list. And, you know, I talked about adoration, confession, thanksgiving, uh, intercession, and then petition. Intercession, the difference between intercession and petition to me is intercession is on behalf of, I'm praying for like you, you know, Lake, or uh, I don't know, you know, like something that's going on where you've asked me to pray for you. We do this all the time. Yeah. And petition is for me. You know, it's like, I mean, I was petitioning the Lord this morning about several things. And so, um, you know, we tend to think about our prayer lists in terms of our petitions and our intercession, and they should be. If you look at Paul's prayer list, I think those things are totally... Jesus said, you know... Um, Give us this day our daily bread. You know, he he said things related to that. It's not like God, you, you, you can't, you're a real person with real needs. It's okay to talk about that with the Lord. In fact, he wants you to. But the core issue is not me getting what I need from God. The core issue is me aligning myself with God's, with who God is and mm-hmm. resting in that and being okay with that. Yeah. yeah. I think um, we can think of a lot of, sometimes good reasons not to pray in Mm. our minds we can kind of justify some stuff i know um like personally it's really easy to like believe like i'm too busy to spend time in prayer or um even i hear people say like god already knows my thoughts so why like why do i need to pray or like if god is sovereign and he's all powerful and he's just going to do what he wants to do anyway like why would we try and change his mind um like what's the point? So, what would um, what would you kind of respond to that? Like um, to some of those questions or those? You know, those are issues. legit questions. I mean, I've had the same questions myself when I think about it. Like, um, why why bother God? He's he's a busy guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, he is. But a, I'd say first of all, he says to, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, he he tells us to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can think it through, so to speak, and sometimes we get in trouble when we do that because we talk ourselves out of doing things that we should just do because we're being obedient. 
But the really big one for me is, why did Jesus pray? You know, Jesus spent hours and hours in prayer. He went up on the mountain. He spent the whole night in prayer. At times, he he prayed a lot and in lots of different contexts. It's a really interesting study to just study what the Gospels say about Jesus and prayer. But you might ask yourself, the question, why did he need to pray? Wasn't he like directly, dynamically connected to God? And, uh, you know, there's issues of Christology involved in this, but the big deal is, is he did. Mm-hmm. If for no other, I should pray, if for no other reason, because Jesus did. Yeah. If Jesus needed, if Jesus needed to go into the Garden of Gethsemane and pray so uh, fervently that, you know, that his sweat turned into blood, um, then, you know, I, I need to talk to God too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, I think, I've thought about that a lot, actually. You know, like you guys heard me talk about in the Garden of Eden, you know, when God comes into the garden after Adam and Eve eat from the tree, and and he asks the question, Adam, where are you? It wasn't because God didn't know where he was. It's because he wanted Adam to, to approach him. Mm-hmm. You know, God went seeking him, but it still required Adam to seek God at the same time. There's a coming together there. And to me, that's kind of what prayer is in lots of ways. It's, it's, um, it's so significant because we, of our own volition, and the word volition is an important one, it means our own, you know, our own will, which is the one thing God gives us that we control. We, of our own volition, choose to approach Him, choose to literally make ourselves vulnerable to God. It's not like He doesn't know, He already knows. But there's something critical that happens in, to us when we put ourselves in that position. Mm-hmm. Because we make ourselves vulnerable, this is like the Brene Brown power of vulnerability stuff. I mean, it's choosing to do that. And we don't like to do that. And that's exactly why our prayer life dries up a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be vulnerable to God. <coughs> You're being an idiot. He, he already knows. I know, but I still don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 an interesting uh, irony, you know, yeah. and oftentimes in the irony, we see God teaching us things about who we are and who He is, and uh, He wants us to express ourselves back to Him. It's sort of like with kids, you know, we raise three kids, and so when when they choose to come to you to talk to you about things, it's way different than when you tell them stuff. Yeah. It's just way different. And do they tell you anything new? Is it new information? Not usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's usually stuff you might have either known or perceived or figured was true. But it delights you that they would choose to do that because they are choosing the relationship with you. They're choosing, in a sense, to love you. Yeah. If prayer's not about love, then I don't know what it's about. Yeah. yeah. I think another thing that's important to like know or that I just see it's like interesting is that whenever Jesus talked about prayer he always said like when you pray like he was always under the impression that prayer is just going to be a part of being a follower of me like if like you're going to follow me you're going to you're going to have a relationship with me you're going to you're going to talk to the father and I've heard you compare uh, when talking about prayer, kind of talk about like your relationship with your wife with and like what yeah. that would 
what that would look like if you treated your wife sometimes the way that we <laughs> we treat our prayer lives. You know, yes. can, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah the the analogy I make there has to do with my relationship with Carol and and the value of spending time with her and why I want to do that not because I have to in a relationship you know that's not going to go well like hey sweetheart I'm here because I know it's, I need to spend my time with you today <laughs> it's like yeah. man you get it handed to <laughs> you <laughs> it's like, that's not a good place to start and I'm only here because I have to be yeah at the same time there's an interesting tension there so yeah, the way I talk about that, it needs to be love-driven and not guilt-motivated, Yeah, in essence. And that's true. And, you know, why, you know, I want to be with her is because I love her. Yeah. And you will spend, the little statement I make there is you will spend time with the people you love. You, yeah. you don't have to figure it out. You just will do it. Mm-hmm. You'll just do it. I mean, you'll think you'll be thinking about how am I going to find time to do that, and you make time. Um at the same time, and this is true in a marriage as well, at the same time, there are times when it is kind of a duty thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, no, I need to do this. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm being a selfish idiot. <laughs> you know? yeah. I just need to do this. And so there's kind of an interesting tension there. But we if see you that in always the story in, of Daniel. Huh? We see that in the story of Daniel, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. That sense of duty. Yeah. In your in your prayer life. Yeah, and like they knew where to find him because they knew he opened the windows every day at certain times and prayed toward Jerusalem. You know, it's like that's who he is and that's what he's gonna do. And that's the cool thing about a prayer life is that a lot of times it I mean, just to be honest, you know, sometimes it's like I don't have this great feeling about wanting to get in there and pray my guts out, you know, Mm -hmm. and and just Mm -hmm. go at it. Uh, but I choose to do it because uh, I love him and I love God and also I know I should. So those two things kind of weave together into one thing. And uh, sometimes it may be more the duty side and sometimes it may be more the what we could arguably call the feeling side, although love is way more than a feeling. Mm-hmm. But it and but the, the end product is often independent of where I started. Yeah. Like if I started here because I just I need to do this, when I get to the other end of you know that time of prayer or that experience itself, it's like oh I'm really glad I did that. There was blessing there that I didn't. That I don't know. You kind of like I forgot about. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Mm-hmm. We have we have the incredible propensity for spiritual amnesia. You know, we yeah. just, we really do. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Definitely. And when you come up to it, it's like, oh, yeah. You know, and then we get to it, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, why, why am I like this? Mm. Why? And it's because, it's because of the, the whole thing I started with. You know, we've been struck blind on the, if we could see, mm-hmm. I mean, it would be different. Mm. And so we see by faith, you know, because we choose to see and uh, we choose to believe that what he says is true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I heard, I mean, in my my first year at Ozark in my Christian life class, my professor said um, something about, like, prayer 
doesn't have really anything to do with how you feel, mm-hmm. um, but everything to do with who God is. So mm-hmm. we, we pray be, because of who God is and because He asks us to. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is that that love element where like we should like want to spend time yeah, with God. Yeah. So um, I know like I a lot of times will struggle with like wanting to like I don't mm-hmm. sometimes. Well, this is terrible, but no, um, I'll, I'll pray. I'll like I'll say like. Well, I don't really like, I don't want to do this out of obligation or like out of a sense of duty. So like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just not going to pray right now because like yeah. it would just be going through the motions. Um, and like, that's, you know, obviously like not a great way to look at it, but also like, how could you like give us some like <laughs> tips, some like advice on like where to begin in like, I don't know, aligning our hearts to like mm-hmm. want, like changing our hearts to like want to spend yeah. time with God? Like, how do we yeah. start to love God better? Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. Um, and I think a really critical point of understanding is that love itself is not a feeling. Love is a commitment, period. Mm-hmm. It's a commitment to someone. And I am committed to you, and that's what love is. Now, feelings come with that. Sometimes the feelings are like, you know, off the scale. But but love in itself is not a feeling. Because if it were, every marriage would be in deep trouble all the time. Because mm-hmm. some days you feel great about each other, and some days you don't. And so, do I still love her? Yes, of course I do. Because I, I have made a commitment. I've made a vow. And I think it's much the same way in prayer. Um, the Lord knows. The, the funny thing about it is, is the Lord knows exactly what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. It's not like He doesn't know how you feel, yeah. or He doesn't know what you're thinking about. Um, and so, okay, I'm here. You know, let's talk. Um, I think having a little bit of structure really helps. Mm-hmm. Like my little ACTIP thing. Mm-hmm. And I've got some other things I do on my. I put on my iPhone that. I literally get it out, punch it up, okay, let's start. And uh, I just, it, then it becomes a habit. And something, maybe you talk about this in Christian life, I don't know, but something that about habits, you know, habits are things that we do repeatedly until they become routine. And when it's a habit, it's much easier to do than when it's not a habit. And so it's said, what I've read anyway, that if you'll do something 21 times in a row, mm-hmm. it is far easier for it to become a habit and building in habits that we know are healthy, we know are good, we know intellectually this is going to be beneficial to my relationship with God, which is the most important thing in my life, then I want this to be a regular feature of who I am, regardless of how I feel about it. You know, you can make the analogy with running or whatever, exercise, things like that. It's easy to see that, but... uh, but with the spiritual side of things, I think it's critical. Um, otherwise, it's like we forgot to eat today. You know, seriously, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's another thing, a little thing I do. I don't do it every time, and I'm far from perfect in this, and I'm, I'm still trying, you know, to learn and be more um, disciplined about it. But something I think about every time in the morning when, you know, there's some, there's things you do uniquely every day. You wake up, you know, and you decide you, how, what do you do when your feet go on the floor? You know, well, I try to give a prayer of thanksgiving to God. Um, I think about 
what I do before I put something in my mouth to eat for the first time. And I like to think, if I'm not doing it at that moment, but right around that moment, that I'm, that's the time that I'm, I am uh, praying, you know, that in some form or another, and I mean more than just thank God for the food, not that that's a bad prayer, but you know mm. what I mean, yeah. but that, that it's like I'm making myself think about Him and, uh, and what that means and what my day will be like. Yeah. The little practical thing, but having a structure of some kind, there's lots of prayer structures out there, and some people really gravitate to liturgy, you know, like yeah. they like the liturgy, and I understand that because I need structure, or I just, you know, I need something that I fall, like my default, I fall back to, mm. um, because otherwise changes come, things happen, and next thing I know, I'm like, I've gone three weeks and haven't done something that I should have been doing, at least at some level. The other piece about that is don't beat yourself up when you when you get out of that, just do the next thing, you know, yeah. get up and do the next thing and, and uh, you'll find your way back to where you were. Yeah. So, um, so having a structure is really important. Um, how, so there are some passages, I guess, in the Bible, first Thessalonians that talk about praying continually or yeah, like ceasing, always, yeah, yeah like yeah. always praying. So, um, is how, yeah, yeah. How, is how, what, yeah. Well, yeah. What do we do with that? Like, how do we get into that? Um, well, if one thing you don't do with that is like, I don't think I pray continually, so I'm a bad Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think that's at all what like, it's. Am saying. I sinning by yeah, not? Exactly. That's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's terrible. Uh, and I'm not critiquing you on that. Right. <laughs> but right. uh, but it is an indication of a movement um, <clears throat> of your heart. What that's actually describing, I think, is our ultimate destination. Mm-hmm. You know. We were made to be in the presence of the Lord, and that's where we're headed. And so our prayers uh, become, um, you know, a, a, a recognition of that journey that we're on. And the more I'm orienting myself to, um, to recognizing the presence of the Lord, I think it's really important uh, that we don't go in and out of the presence of the Lord. Yeah. You know, we don't go in and out of the Holy of Holies. We live there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the curtain is torn. Uh, we are, we are uh, in His presence at all times, and uh, we may not feel like it, or we may not even think like it. it. Doesn't really matter what we think or feel about that. That's true because of the blood of Christ. And so, if I think about it that way, then the the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, you know, are are always aware of His presence there. Yeah. Uh, or I try to be. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say they always sure. are, but I, that's what that's the discipline. And so prayer, in that sense, is like a recognition of the presence of the Lord more than it is. Oh, I need I need help on this or that. And naturally, you're going to talk about that with him when those when those needs come. But it's more like a. It's not a moving in and out of something, kind of yeah. like you know thinking about church. People think about being in church. Oh, this is a sacred place. No, you are a sacred place. Mm. You know, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. His presence literally dwells within you. And so, oh, well, that means things about the stuff I do, the things I say, the places I go, the, what I do, you know, with my girlfriend or whatever. You know, it's, it means stuff. I'm in the presence of the Lord. And uh, it leads us to, I think, 
holiness, which is what we we should desire more than anything else. Holiness just means being like God, being with God. Yeah. It's not like beating ourselves up. It's not, yeah, it's choices we make. It's movement. It's the movement of our spirit. What are where are we? What are we moving toward? That that more than anything else defines who we are. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think, uh, like you were talking about, so often, like we, it's like easy to uh, think of prayer as like going before God to like ask for things, or like sometimes we just think of it. Yeah, like you said, it's just the intercession and petition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we skip the other parts. Yeah, you, we skip the other parts. And one of the things that you, you <laughs> get to the good stuff. Was, yeah. 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 What am I getting out of this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of the things that you hit on was confession. Mm-hmm. And um, like we could probably dedicate a whole podcast to like the mm-hmm. idea of confession and repentance. But like, is that what repentance is like is it like is it just telling god mm. what you what you did wrong or mm. because i mean like the whole idea of prayer is that we mm-hmm. we become like like you said holy so like what what yeah. does that look like in our prayer lives too yeah 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 that's good but i think that first of all it's really important to recognize the goal of repentance with god is always redemption it's mm-hmm. not punitive you know, it's not like I'm slapping you. Yeah. I mean, our our mental image of a guy in a white robe or something holding up a big repent sign <laughs> sounds like, you know, I'm going to beat you over the head with this sign, you know. Yeah. Repentance, the goal of repentance is always redemption. Always. It's the work of the prophets throughout Scripture. Why did they do what they did? Because God desired that the people be redeemed back to Him. And so... When Peter said on the day of Pentecost, repent and be baptized, every one of you, he meant, you know, what's what's the movement of your life? There's only two directions to life. It's either toward me or toward God, period. And so if I'm moving toward him, if I have been moving in my own, you know, if I, it's all about me, I need to shift my direction. And uh, to me, that's what repentance includes. Um, so... In thinking about that with confession, confession to me is simply recognizing reality. Mm -hmm. It's just recognizing reality. I mean, um, do I have? Do I need to realign myself today? Yeah, I do. Do I need to realign myself every day? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. But I'm in Christ. You know. Yeah. You know, if it were coming in and out of Christ, that would be a big problem. Yeah. Like today I'm not in Christ. Oh, that's a problem. Mm. <laughs> no, today you are in Christ. What does that mean to you? You know, mm-hmm. what what does that look like? And uh, I think the Second Corinthians three passage, you know, the end of the chapter there where Paul talks about we with unveiled faces are being transformed from one degree of glory to another, is really in a sense about prayer, about placing ourselves by our own choice in the presence of God, and then he he transforms us. It's like Romans 12. Yeah. You know, he does the work of transformation. We don't. This was a big revelation to me when I came when I was in Bible college. I remember going, "Oh, this isn't about me being a better and better guy and doing more and more good stuff or trying harder to impress God. This is about me positioning myself in such a way that the transformative action." Is, happens when I'm focusing my attention on Him, and He's literally burning His image onto me. Yeah. That's 
that was huge to me. (laughs) And so that made me want to pray, you know, not because I was scared or because I was trying to get him to do something for me, but because that's where everything happens is in when I, by my own choice, place myself in his presence. goes back to worship and prayer and how they're interrelated. And he begins, he, he does his work of transformation, basically to whatever degree I choose to put myself in that position. Yeah. 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 It just seems like this idea of aligning yourself mm-hmm. with God, like that's just a very all-encompassing. It is. Yeah. It's whether it's like through confession or like mm-hmm. that's just the whole like posture almost, mm-hmm. if that's like the right word, that we would yeah. use to go before God yeah. and recognizing that it's not out of our own doing but yeah. out of out of Christ's work yeah. and that's absolutely that's that's a good way to end a podcast right there that's some good that's like some it. good news yeah it that's is just straight gospel definitely really good news yeah well I mean we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours and still not run out of things to say absolutely this is such a huge um huge topic but we really appreciate your time Chris yeah, thank um, you. one thing that I really love one thing that I'm really thankful for about the church is just that we uh, we're from all different generations, and that mm-hmm. there are people. Um, I don't know if you would consider yourself an expert on prayer or whatever, <laughs> no, but I don't. Um, but you you've been walking with the Lord for longer for longer than we have. So yeah. I just love that we get to yeah. um, gain and benefit from your wisdom and from your experience. So thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks for letting me share. Yeah, appreciate it. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. I hope that this was beneficial for you guys and. Um, Hope you spend some time in prayer this week, um, aligning yourself with God. So um, that's all our podcast for today, and uh, we'll see you next time.